It's time for Green Visions, a KMD production to encourage green thinking and green actions. Green Visions is made possible by the Minnesota Power Energy Conservation Program, making progress toward a lower carbon energy future. On the phone with us today is Tara Perello from the Minnesota Board of Water and Soil Resources. She's a conservation technician. Joining us this morning to talk about the Lawns to Legumes program and how you can make your lawn more welcoming to our pollinator friends. Good morning, Tara. How are you? Hi, good morning. Good to be here. I'm doing well. This Lawns to Legumes program, is this a program, are we talking about replacing your entire lawn with, with bean fields, basically? Is that what it is, or is it a little more simple than that? Um, it's a little more simple than that. We're, we're talking about, um, we have about four different program or projects um, that folks can do that are kind of beginner level or more advanced. Um, and so they can do smaller projects on their property or they can do larger projects on their property. Okay. And when we're talking about legumes, are we talking about just simply beans or is there a wide variety of choices? Um, there's a wide variety of choices for native plants in Minnesota. And legumes is part of the name. It is a, a flowering plant that fixes nitrogen in the ground. Um, it can be found in the bee lawn mixtures or um, there's purple prairie clover, lead plants, etc. that are types of legumes. But there are other um, native plants that are also good for pollinators as well. I'm sorry, you said purple prairie clover. Clover is a legume. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I was figuring it's yeah. just a, just sort of a wildflower. For pollinators, why are particularly legumes more ideal than, say, some people who plant just wildflower gardens in their lawns? Is there something about the legume that, that is more advantageous? Um, well, they're helping the pollinators, um, you know, get more food sources. Um, there's a lot of other great native plants, too, that help, you know, provide all the resources that they need to keep moving and um, keep reproducing. Now, the pollinators, they've been in the news lately, especially, especially bees, honeybees, bumblebees. Is there something particularly timely about this? What's the situation with pollinators, and, and how dire is the situation? Is that why this program in part came about? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so, you know, Minnesota is home to more than uh, 450 native bee species, not to mention many other pollinators such as butterflies, moths, and other beneficial insects. And so pollinators do play an important role in our food production and the health of our ecosystem, which has been in decline due to um, a combination of factors, including like habitat loss, exposure to pesticides, disease, and climate change. So having a pollinator-friendly yard really helps, you know, to be able to stack the benefits of having um, improving your soil health um, and helping improve water quality and overall resilience as well of the projects kind of creating a safe space for pollinators and other wildlife to rest and refuel, creating kind of a corridor so that they can um, have safe spots to travel and stop and refuel. <laughs> right. I, I like what you yeah. said before about, about the, the native plants to this region rather than just bringing in any legume that you want. Are there particularly mm -hmm. some legumes that we should avoid? Are there some that might be considered an, an invasive species? Yeah, there is the, like the bird's foot trefoil, that one um, that's just non-native, that's a little more, that's more invasive. But that purple prairie clover, that is a native. The lead plant is a native. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, definitely there's a, a handful that are native and some that are non-native for the legumes. Okay. But, now, okay. as far as whether they're just in your garden, a part of your lawn or the whole lawn or a, a large portion of, of your, your land area, 
Are there different considerations as far as water usage? Do legumes need any more or, or less water than, than grass does? Yeah, so the um, when you're doing your planting, a native planting, um, you're installing either it by seeds um, or by container plants, or you're you know doing a tree or shrub um, that's a little bit larger um, container. And a lot oftentimes you're wanting to water your new planting for you know the first um, couple months, ideally for like having it be watered one inch per week. Mm-hmm. Um, this summer, you know, is kind of that exception where it's been very dry, but just having enough um, water so that it can continue to live and get the roots growing, um, get and to get established. And then next year, you shouldn't need to really water them um, unless there are some severe drought situations happening. So. Great. That's one of the benefits of having native plants is that um, they're able to sustain their on their own. For people who are interested in this, do they need to apply for any kind of uh, information or program, or is there a benefit for them to, to take this action? Yeah, definitely. We'll just start with the program is focused on establishing pollinator habitat in residential landscapes across Minnesota to benefit pollinators such as bees and butterflies that have been in decline but play an important role, as I was saying, in our food production and Um, supporting ecosystems and so this program is the particular focus is on the rusty patch bumblebee which is minnesota's new state bee and is also listed as a federally endangered species Mm. and so this program um, we were awarded um, funding in the past Um, so the program did launch in 2019 and we did um, it's funded by the lottery funding lottery money, so the Environmental Natural Resource Trust Fund. And just recently, we were awarded an additional $2 million to extend the program for opportunities for more Minnesota residents. And so we have just opened up the grant application for the individual support. So it's focused on the individual support piece is focused on providing a combination of cost share funding, workshops, signage, and free planting guides to everyone across Minnesota. Wow. But there's $300 grants that people can apply for. Where can they go to That's, find more information? Do you have a, a website? Yeah, they can go um, to the Blue Thumb website. That is one of our partners. We're partnering with Blue Thumb and Metro Blooms to help administer the individual support component of the program. And just bluethumb.org, and that will take you right there. There's a, a tab about launch legumes, and it will take you through the whole application process. And so we are taking applications until February 15, 2022. And then in March, we'll be um, awarding folks. Wonderful. Well, it sounds like yeah. a great program. And I, I've had a lot of conversations with friends and neighbors about what they're doing with their lawns. And mm-hmm. certainly a lot of just dry brown lawns. So it, it's a great idea, I think, to sort of try and diversify. And certainly for bees, too. We've had uh, such a, a strange summer this year. Hopefully anything we can do to encourage um, the bee population to increase is, is, seems like a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Any size project is really um, helping make a difference, for sure. Wow. Tara, thanks so much. We really appreciate the information. And we'll have a link to that yeah. uh, resource on our website later today. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Tara Perello from the Minnesota Board of Water and Soil Resources. She's a conservation technician talking about the Lawns to Legumes program and how you can make your lawn more welcoming for our pollinator friends. Green Visions on KUMD is made possible with support from Heritage Window and Door.
the Duluth Superior Supplier for Renewal by Anderson Windows and Doors, and from the Minnesota Power Energy Conservation Program, making progress toward a lower carbon energy future.